Okay, and we're rolling. All right, what's up, people? This is the Griot's Circle Podcast with yours truly joining us, Mr. Juan Martinez, a.k.a. a.k.a. Mr. Modelo Man right now, a.k.a. Jiu-Jitsu Man, a.k.a. Carpenter Man, a.k.a. everything. <laughs> a.k.a. Flavor Flav Point 2. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm missing is the... Uh... It's the fucking grilled teeth and the watch around my neck, and I can literally be flavor five. I know, right, man? Mm. But before this podcast I'm even started, I was helping Chris organize his Tinder profile. And it's kind of weird the way guys fascinate over, um, over women. I don't know how women think, or I don't know how women... From what I oh go ahead sorry. how women perceive themselves, and I'm not speaking for all guys of course, but I would say most guys find it important that they find a woman. Luckily, I have found a woman thanks to the one and only Christian girl. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how they fascinate over the whether what picture they see, or what they think about them, or what they wear, or what they say, just. For the vajayjay, the vagina, the pussy, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's a weird thing. And and do you think it's like a primal thing? Or do you think it's more of a, of a sexual thing? For guys to... Or wait, are we talking about girls or guys? For, for, no, for guys, for guys who like the, that fascinate over women in such ways. I think it's more of a primal thing. I think we're animals that are really into reproduction and if you have an animal that has seen it happen to so many guys for so long but he's never gotten a taste of it yeah it makes that it makes that animalistic side of that man be more aggressive (laughs) because after all i should i should know from my own experience you know like growing up and all that not even knowing how to talk to people or hell not even knowing how to start a conversation or not even knowing the social etiquette of how to make friends or talk to girls it might explain why, in a way, I'm more, I'm very aggressive now, and mm-hmm. just in terms of when I see an opportunity, I like to take it and all that because I've, because I've, I felt that if I was as aggressive as I am now, not like literally aggressive in the sense that yo, yo, well, what's your number, girl? Let's go fuck type shit. I yeah. mean, like more like in the sense of just being more straight up about what I want type thing. Like it, like the reason why I am as aggressive as i am just in terms of not being a little bitch now is because i felt like if i would have done if i would have started that sooner that would have helped out in a lot of things so that's why when i got out of high school i decided just to start going up to people trying to make friends and girls and all that and honestly at this point in my life i'd say that i probably have gone up to like i'd say probably almost i'd say i'm probably almost to a thousand females and all that. that you've yeah. tried to that you try to yeah. talk to Oh, yeah, true, and definitely, and all that. And what's ironic is that I can understand that sometimes the way girls decide to turn down a guy, but to me, it feels more disrespectful when you just, when you as a woman don't have the balls, metaphorically speaking, Mm -hmm. to just tell me straight up that you're just not interested. Because if you lie, it's like, really? Well, well, I think a lot of girls are very straight up. I think a lot of girls will most of the time speak their mind, especially in this day and age where you're dealing with a lot of... uh, ass assholeish men and men that are very um 
that just want to live that rapper rock style lifestyle, you know? Mm-hmm. That that all oh, bitch if you gonna fuck me or what type shit. And I feel like a lot of girls are starting to stand up for themselves, and that's a great, 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 great thing. I think that's amazing. I think guys deserve to be rejected, and guys deserve to see failure when it comes to that because you grow as a person, and you realize what you can and can't do to a woman, and you realize that, you know, you just can't walk up to a girl and be like, hey, what's up, beautiful? Let me get your number type shit, which... I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but some some girls do get bothered by it, and I can understand why. Maybe yeah. maybe they deal with it on a day to day, hourly basis type shit. Yeah. And it's something that annoys the fuck out of them, especially if they have a significant other, a husband, a boyfriend, a fucking whatever. If they're fucking their cousin, I don't know what the fuck girls some girls are into nowadays. <laughs> but at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to speak up for what they believe in and. Touche to them. What I was thinking about whenever you're talking about how, how awkward it used to be whenever you were young to, to, to be more open and social. Mm-hmm. Did you ever used to watch uh, Robin Deerdick? Oh, I did. Do you remember how uh, how drama was at the beginning of this show, how awkward he was? Like how yeah. he was just like anti, yeah. like, you know? Yeah, I know. And, as a, and uh, even though I didn't watch every episode, as more and more episodes came on, I noticed how... I noticed how he started to come out of his shell little by little, and, you know, man, that show was fun with Robin Deerdeg and Big Black, you know, the man, R.I.P. him, man, it was unfortunate how he passed away, honestly, but other than that one, I mean, hey, uh, I, I knew that as, I knew that the only way I was ever gonna get better at socializing was if I was just willing to go out there and just try to make friends and experiment and be willing to fuck up a lot because I started having the realization that sometimes it doesn't even matter sometimes if you say something shitty or something something that's like a piece of shit pickup line yeah, cause... but what I was trying to say from the whole drama being awkward now let me bring it awkward being awkward then is uh, I was scrolling through his Instagram and I just looked and I was like, holy shit, this is a completely different human being. Like, he's more he's more open, he's more social, he has a great podcast. It's just great to see how people come out of this show, you know. And and I think, I think that's a good example of what you've become. Maybe not in terms of success, because he has a million dollar company as, and Young and Reckless. Mm-hmm. And probably several other endeavors, but seeing you blossom from the person that I when I met you ten years ago to what you are now as a person, you know, you you're completely completely different. When I met you, you were stuttering every other word. You, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying that you didn't you didn't feel comfortable in expressing yourself. You didn't feel comfortable in talking to women or even making friends. And now you know three languages without stuttering a word. You feel comfortable enough to go to acting roles on a consistent basis. You feel comfortable enough to talk to women on a consistent basis. And I give a fuck whether or not they like it or not. Because a, a thing I struggled with at first when I was younger with making friends and even trying to talk to girls is just thinking that there were certain things I had to say. But as I got older, I started realizing that that, that's, that was part of my main problem, that I didn't learn what it means to accept to really be myself and not give a fuck if anyone didn't like it or not because part of my problem was really just trying to make everyone happy because i thought that 
you know, I wasn't okay with having one person unhappy because I thought that if that's because I thought that if I made them unhappy, then that meant that uh, there was something I wasn't doing right. And well, frankly, that was that was a tough habit to break out of, you know, and like, thankfully now today I'm at the point where I mean, I never thought I would get to the point where I could just speak my mind freely and not give no fucks or no regrets because, man, sometimes, honestly, life is too short. Um, that's very true. Life is, life is a beautiful thing, and life is literally a millisecond in the, in the cosmic time, for example, compared to a solar, the, the, the lifetime of a sun or the lifetime of a Oh, yeah. Fucking, uh, of any kind of planet, star, whatever you want to call it. It's literally a fucking blink of an eye. And for us to, to sit here and fucking complain about the dumbest shit, like, oh, this girl didn't pay attention to me, or I didn't get this job, or I didn't get the clothes I wanted, I don't have the money, I want to go buy this and buy that, and do this and do that it's fucking ridiculous you know there's more to life than vanity mm-hmm. and uh and i think a lot of people get stuck in that cycle and even though we're young you are 23 mm-hmm. i'm 20 years old i think we'll reach a point in time where wherever we're ahead of the curve compared to people our age because luckily we are in the as much as uh, fucking old people and like to hate on the internet or like to hate on millennials. I think the internet has blessed us in many ways in terms of information. We get to learn about things that you couldn't learn about before. You have access to the world. You have access to limitless and limitless amount of things, whether it's fucking conspiracy theories or whether it's motivational videos. Yeah, funny cat videos or motivational videos from fucking Gary Vee. Or Tony Robbins, or the Andy greatest Frisella. of all, Andy Frisella, or the greatest of all time, Joe Rogan. It's it's fucking great to have those people connected to you on a daily basis because of the fact that it helps you improve. It helps you improve, and it's and it and it and it. People might take this the wrong way, but it even um. It even helps you improve more than what your parents even taught you. You know. Yeah, but it's almost something. Sometimes it's a little. It's not something I like to think about. Sometimes that like how I felt like I've learned so much more. I just don't know how to deal with life from, from the podcasts that I've listened to than from my own parents. But then again, that doesn't mean that our parents are a piece of shit. It's just a matter of they just didn't know, you know. And there's only so much you can be mad at your parents for, you know. While you might have been dealt a bad hand, or you might have not have managed money correctly, or whatever the case may be, but lately I've just been thinking to myself, like, you know, maybe, maybe by me just really, just putting my mind to it, maybe that's really all that I needed to do this whole time. Maybe that was really the only thing holding me back, you know, not money, it was just my willing, it just how much was I holding myself back. Um, and what do you think are some of the, some of the variables that have helped you improve compared to how you were even six months ago or a year ago? Honestly, I uh, just, uh, always, uh, be careful. There's a knife in there. I like the point. 
I have that. I have the main thing for me, honestly, is just always having the the need to want to ask myself questions and check up on myself and really think back on everything that I've experienced and gone through and knowing how to make all that let me be better and as hard as it is sometimes knowing how to press on even when shit bothers me or it fucks with my mind on a daily basis and all that like really everything that's been happening to me the past year has really put in the perspective of that the hardest choices often require the strongest wills and I feel like that's really what everything that's gone in through in my life is preparing me for to because long term I genuinely want to make it as an actor and you know and when I get to that point honestly I really want to just just lose myself in my craft and just think back to all think back to these times when when I didn't know what I was doing or I didn't think I could do it but you know because whether or not I would have decided to want to do act acting or being a doctor or a cop or lawyer or whatever the case may be nothing is nothing is easy so it took me a while to genuinely understand I might as well do what I like while I do what I don't like to balance it out because most people just get stuck in that mindset of just sticking to one thing and never even bothering to do anything i feel like the fact that i feel like the fact for example the other day when i was working with you and your dad and he showed us that thing about how him and his business partner whenever they finished this one building that they'd make 400 grand mm -hmm. that honestly just made me think man i could literally learn so i could literally learn how to put glue on the floor do this and that and all that but yet for all of that I can only make so much in a month while they're the ones who are truly, genuinely reaping the benefit of all of our hard work and all that. And genuinely, it just started fucking with my mind so much and it just made me think, you know what, I got to just start doing shit for myself too, man, because I could literally become like your, hypothetically, I could become your dad's right hand man and this and that, but yet for all of that. I'm but, not, you know. Just to be clear, my dad actually works. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, my that's dad, true. Yeah, like I don't. Think but you know what I mean, right? At the end of the day, like you know, you could technically put in the same work he does. But but you gotta understand, Chris. He went through humiliation. He, oh yeah. He went through the point that I remember he said that whenever he used to fuck up on the floor, they used to literally rip it out, like from the ground, rip everything out, and be like, "Do it again," and you're not getting paid for it. Like, they literally used to treat him like shit, like, like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, you can't do that. Like, my mom used to have to cook for everybody, like, literally for, like, eight, ten people at three in the morning because they were hungry. Like, my, they went through humiliation. We used to sleep in twin, two twin beds. And my sister used to literally fall through the crack in the middle of the twin beds because we could barely fit on the bed. Like... You literally have to go through hell to make it to the point that you actually feel satisfied. And right now, you're at a point that you're practically going through that. Mm -hmm. You're practically suffering due to an unsupportive family base. And it's not your fault because it's not like you're, you're not trying. It's not like you're being lazy. You're a motherfucking hard worker. You try your hardest to, 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 to work, to make money, to blossom into the better person that you are. And that's nothing on you. Mm -hmm. You know?
But in order to reach that high point that you want to be, like example, your aunt, your aunt's a multi-millionaire, has fucking six to seven different restaurants all across Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, and she, I know she had to go through hell to that for that. I know she had to go through hell to reach that heaven, to reach that point that she could potentially buy Rolls Royces, have a million dollar house, buy her. Her kids, hundred thousand dollar cars. Have them give them their own houses. Too. Give them their own houses, like, and and we cannot hate on them, and we cannot hold grudges on them for not, for not helping you, for example, because I'm nothing to them. I'm not their family, and I'm I'm not their friend or anything like that. But for them not helping you, or helping your brother, or helping your sister, or helping your mom, or helping your dad, whatever, whatever the case may be. You, you got to take all that, all that, and grow as a person. And part of that involves, and when you do that, it, inv- it involves sticking to shit you really want to do. And exactly. just willing to go through that exactly. humiliation of people telling you, oh, why are you trying to do this and that? You should be working more, or like this or that. But in your yeah. heart, you know that if you really listen to those people, tw- 10, 20 years from now, you'd be in the same spot they're in. Nothing new, the same fucking shit. Yeah, still waking yeah. up at six in the morning to go to work and yeah, shit. Yeah, so it's like for example, for example, today today if you wouldn't have went to that casting audition, what would have happened? You would have never met that person that told you, Wow, thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up because today I I always wanted to meet somebody with with an autistic with somebody on the autism spectrum. Cause I've always wanted and to, to te- think. I was legit thinking to myself this morning. Dog, should I even go? Exactly. And are you glad that you did? Yeah. Exactly. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful because she, that person, gave you a reason why you should be there, and and she gave you a reason why you should never give up on your fucking dream. Whether people are telling you, Chris, go to work, go to, go to. You shouldn't be focusing all your all your time on uh, acting. You should be focusing your time on something else. Or like, imagine if they would have told us you're wasting your time on cryptocurrency. You're wasting your time on the stock market investments. Yeah, I mean, and, and like the thing is that even when I've lost money and here and there, honestly, it's always moving forward. Honestly, I just feel like I'll just be a much better investor all for it. Exactly, 100%, 100%. Of course, another thing that I want to do to minimize the losses is do more of like the long-term contracts that we do, like where we hold it for like a month or a couple months. Because I've, I've noticed that the money that's, we haven't really lost that much money doing that. So moving forward, that's something that I want to do. You know, because that could, that's, that's another way that overall though, like sometimes when I think about where I am right now, like sometimes I just thought it's a miracle that I think how I think because whenever whenever I mismanaged my money the past five years and not knowing what I know now and not having the patience that I did when I first started, honestly, uh, I used to think to myself that if I didn't do anything by the time I was 23, I would kill myself. And I legitly thought that for a few years, honestly, and weirdly enough, even when I'm at that point, it's like, I heard a saying once from the from the great man, Les Brown, that you have to die as you are now, willing to give up who you are now for what you can become. That made me think that literally to become better, sometimes you literally and psychologically have to experience in a way what it's like to die because mm-hmm. how you are now 
and how you think has to die for you to become what you really are because a part of me wanted to give up whenever I, you know, not managing all this money, all the money that I got from the life insurance money correctly and being mad at myself for not knowing what I know now then, but it's just a part, like something in my heart is just really clawing out and just making me really not want to quit because I was even thinking this on the way here that, you know, maybe that's really what all I really needed to do to even make it anything is to have that will because if I didn't have that will I don't feel like I would have been able to accomplish anything maybe I, I, I think I think that to myself even now even with all the shit I got going on in my personal life you know I just be thinking that maybe that's what it really made maybe everything that I've gone through is what is what was necessary in a way for me to really fucking make it where I want to be because some because there, there'd, be, there'd be some nights where I wonder to myself, you know, I'm going to auditions nonstop, this and that, and then nothing's popping up yet. But then when I have something going, that's what keeps me going. And even today, when I had that conversation with that director, she doesn't have anything written for the upcoming pilot episode she's going to do. But the fact that I was, I went so far as to share that I was autistic, I was caught off guard by her response because I didn't expect her to say what she wanted to, but... It's just making me think that when I get to the when I get to that point where I finally make it on like a major Netflix show or a Marvel or TV show, honestly, I'm just gonna probably gonna need a moment to myself, and I'm probably just gonna start crying my eyes out just because <laughs> of the fact of everything I've had to go through and making me, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, and even if you don't make it to that point, I think you'll be successful. Whether it's the crypto acting stock, whether it's selling houses selling this or making money i think whatever you end up doing i think you're going to be successful i think you might be the best in your profession i think you're going to be the greatest version that you can be of yourself when it comes to whatever you do you know and and you're not meant to work a nine to five you're not meant to be stuck in the system or that might explain why i wanted that might explain why i i persist in what i persist because you know, I truly respect everything your dad's done, but at the end of the day, I know that long term, if I really wanted to live the kind of life I want to live, I mean, working for somebody isn't going to get me there. 100%. 100%. That's which is the crazy truth that, like, even you, for example, like, a, if you want to get to a point where you want to be making the kind of money your dad's making, mm-hmm. I mean, even you know that you you got multiple ways. You could either, A, like, you know, even while you move in with your girlfriend, save up money with Lanny and maybe start your own shit. Mm-hmm. Because you could learn more. Your dad could be willing to pay you more, but you're not but you're not gonna make the money that he makes unless you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the difference is that I have the, I have the opportunity. I have the opportunity to actually make twice as money because I started off at a far younger age. I have I'm a US resident. I actually speak fluent English to the point that I can communicate with people. And my dad doesn't have any of that, you know. And my dad's still making, you know, a good amount of money for the, for the, uh, for the place that he's in. But at the end of the day, is that something that I really want to dedicate myself to for the rest of my life? Is that something that when I die, that I want to be known for? I don't think so. I think I'd rather be something. So much more. So much more important to somebody. I want to motivate people i want to make people be their best versions of themselves and hopefully through this podcast i can reach that i can possibly get to a point that i can 
reach reaches fucking uh, numerous numerous around the people whether like some of the biggest podcasts in the world you know I'd like to get to that point and that's why I'm doing Man. this with you because I know you'd love to get to that point because I feel like the fact that even if you're working for that I feel like the if you have that innate feeling that you should be doing so much better I feel like I feel like as a man, you should have enough respect for yourself to honor that feeling and do something about it. If you gotta, honestly, because if you're okay with, because I mean, if you don't, if it doesn't bother you just working, working and not doing anything else and just doing that, then of course it's a different story. But if you, but if it bothers you in a way, then that, I feel like that lets you know that you genuinely want so much more. And the only way you're ever going to get that kind of life is by doing the shit that you really really want to do while you got to while doing the shit you sort of don't want to do motivation is fun motivation is cool but it's discipline that really exactly it's discipline that really gets your gears going it's discipline and consistency and yeah i like inspiration more because i feel like inspiration is a more deeper because motivation seems more superficial whereas inspiration for me personally feels more internal rather than external hmm. I, I completely can I, I can see that you know what's a cool thing about, about <laughs> yeah no I almost dropped my glasses <laughs> you know what's the cool thing about life mm. is that you get so many chances mm-hmm. and a lot of people give up on the first one and that's why they are with they are they're stuck in them they're stuck in the fucking cycle uh-huh. But you know what? You want to know what's cool? Uh-huh. Fucking October 6th, Habib versus McGregor. We've oh, talked yeah. about this multiple times, but we never got to speak on it. Yeah, no. We actually action. recorded a few more podcast episodes before that, but we just honestly, ladies and gentlemen, we just kind of, we just kept fucking up on how we're right. going to up- upload Simple this shit. Simple question. Who wins that fight? Habib or McGregor? <sighs> yeah, that's a tough one, because... If if because here's the thing, if Khabib tries to go for a takedown, which he obviously is going to, whether whenever they're brawling or whatever, mm-hmm. that if McGregor can catch him as he's trying to do that, it's probably going to be a wrap right then and there. Or unless whenever Khabib sees McGregor throw a punch and he knows that it's going to take him a second or two to you know what I'm saying, do anything in that moment, that's when Khabib could do something and take him to the ground. So yeah, it's a tough matchup honestly because people's. Some people say, oh, 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 McGregor's jiu-jitsu is shit. But, I mean, if you've had somebody on the Joe Rogan podcast who knows McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach and all that, like, that that just tells me that, man, you can't necessarily hate on each fighter each fighter that much either. You could just easily say that it's a tough one. You just got to see. Yeah, I, I agree. I think people highly underestimate McGregor's jiu-jitsu. I think if I'm correct, I don't want to be wrong. Um... His jiu-jitsu coach is uh, Dylan Dennis, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? I mean, you can look it up real quick just to verify that information for our Yeah, I'm pretty audience. sure. I'm pretty sure uh, that's his coach. And if I'm correct, he's won a world championship in black belt. I'm pretty sure he's the IBGGF Pan American Nogi champion. I'm pretty sure he was uh, Abu Dhabi world champion in the brown belt division. A world gi no chi- no I mean a world no gi champion for uh, the brown belt Pan American champion. He has some 
amazing, amazing accomplishments. <laughs> I will admit. Yeah, I need a pee. Oh, no, you good. Wants, wants, wants stepping out for a moment, folks. But speaking of the McGregor versus Khabib fight, one of the greatest fights that I've ever seen in the UFC, even though McGregor and Khabib have had awesome fights, but man, this one fight I've seen that it. It just feels so deeply inspiring to watch. And when you see it, like, look up Pat Barry versus Czech Congo. And ladies and gentlemen, like, like that, seeing the amount of heart that that man Congo put out when he, when Pat Barry rocked him twice, twice, and still somehow through will and heart be able to come back from that and knock him out for the win. That's what I felt like it really takes to be a fucking killer in life, to be able to get rocked so many times. Honestly, in my prediction, this is what I think is going to happen. I think um, Conor McGregor is going to land that left. Maybe not as flush as he did with Jose Aldo. But I think he's going to land that left. Habib is going to eat it. I think he's gonna go for a takedown, get the takedown, put that pressure how he always put that pressure, and possibly dominate the fight. I think he will end up being the world champion. I think. Is that Khabib already the world champion? Well, yeah, but that would solidify him. Okay, because, yeah, good point, good point. Because, I mean, to win the world champion, he beat out like Quinta, which is not a slouch opponent, but. I, He's not the fucking world champion like McGregor was. McGregor actually beat Eddie Alvarez, who beat Rafael Dos Anjos, who... Rafael Dos Anjos was a solidified opponent. Mm -hmm. Who beat numerous people. And yeah, I think think Habib will face the storm of Conor McGregor. And as much as I love, I mean, uh, Conor McGregor, I think Habib will end up winning the fight. And I would love to see Tony Ferguson versus Habib at their prime. Uh. It would make me very, ha- very happy. And um, yeah, I think I think it'll be amazing. I think it'll be an amazing fight at the end. Of, at the end. Oh of yeah, because honestly, it could really go either way. Because what if McGregor's jiu-jitsu really improves to the point where like people start thinking like. Holy shit, man. We got to start giving McGregor more respect now, you know? Because what if his jiu-jitsu got so good to the point where he, he was even able to give a, a Khabib some... Give Khabib some... <laughs> give, like, Khabib, like, a run for his money, even though Khabib's wrestling is um, is superb, you know? That's what makes that fight so much interesting. All right, guys. It's been a great podcast. I gotta go. I love you all, motherfuckers. Peace, dab. Peace, peace, ladies and gentlemen. Dab, spidania.